0: Help I Got a Mac, podcast episode number 48. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft.
1: I'm Chris Biding.
0: And we are here for the Max witchers out there, those folks who have just recently purchased a Mac computer or are thinking about getting one who have been on the fence for so long. And uh, this week we have some amazing news to share, just lots of wonderful content. Chris Biding, say hello to everybody.
1: Hello, everybody. It's uh, It's good to be back. Last week I was a little under the weather and wasn't on my a game but i feel like i'm gonna have an a plus plus game tonight
0: well there's i mean even if we were both feeling down and out i mean even if we were to sit here and just talk like this for the entire time of this episode the amount of news that we have and the coolness factor of the news would just carry us i think
1: Sure. We, well, you know what? We, we, we could phone this one in if we wanted to.
0: <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> so anyway, uh, why don't you tell us about uh, your most exciting thing that you want to share as far as the new news that's out there?
1: Sure. As uh, some of you know, I'm a big fan of this new media uh, player called Boxee. And it's B-O-X-E-E dot TV. And what it is is basically a replacement for using front row either on your Macintosh... Or actually using Front Row on your Apple TV, and what's cool about it is it plays a whole wide range of video sources. Whereas you know your standard Mac and your standard Apple TV can only play like Quick and stuff like that. Um, supports the remote. You can do a lot of cool things with the internet. And they just released a brand new build. It's still an alpha, so you know if it crashes and things like that, you got to give them a little bit of slack because it's still an alpha, and you have to apply for the alpha. But if you email me at chris at uh, GSP, is, uh, do I still have Chris at gspn.tv? I think you do. Okay. Either email me there or uh, chris at binding.org or send me a message through our forums at gspn.tv slash forum. Um, I can get you in on this, on this alpha. But uh, what it is, it's social. It's a little bit of a social media kind of media center. Um, I could be watching content and I could say, you know what, I like this and I can flag it and send it to my friends who are also on Boxy that I recommend this content. If it's on the internet, if it's something like from Revision 3 or from CBS or whatever, it'll link to it and they can watch it. Uh, the, their new build that they, they, that they just released today is awesome uh, because it all, has Hulu support in it, which I've been asking for Hulu on my Apple TV for quite a while. Now, I did install it uh, this evening and was kind of playing around with it before the show. And Hulu at this point and CBS, they, they, they're both kind of choppy and... Uh, you know, it's it's still a little rough, but it's working. So I think it'll only get better from here. If you have a, a stronger Mac system, you know, a Mac Mini or an i an iMac or something like that, you run Boxy on it. Hulu and CBS are going to play just fine.
0: That is cool. So I, I, that's something that you know down the road has been something i i love to have is is having like a mac mini as a replacement of a dvr and i'm thinking they have these little usb dongles that give you the receivers and stuff like that mm-hmm. i'm wondering you know can i can you use more than one of those so that if you have more than one signal coming in
1: i wonder i i don't know it's a good question i think some of them uh i think elgato might sell a multi uh a multi receiver Version, so you can have you know you can plug one cable in. Now, keep in mind these these kind of things that plug into the back of you know via USB and stuff, they do over the air and they do unscrambled clear cable. So what that means is you can get all your normal cable channels with exception of everything that's offered digital. So here in Cincinnati we have Time Warner Cable. So if you use that external little dongle in the back of your Mac, you can get TiVo type stuff. But it's only going to give you the first 74 channels. You're not going to get on your, you're not going to get your in demand. You're not going to get your premium movie channels and stuff like that. You're, you're not going to get all the channels. You're going to get most of them. I would say 90% of the normal t- cable channels you're going to get, uh, but you're not going to get all the goodies. Uh, Time Warner and Comcast and all those guys they want you to use those boxes, which is just awful because. I would love to get rid of all the boxes, all the DVRs in my house and just use, you know, either something on my Mac or something that I custom build that works the way I want. I don't have to pay a monthly fee for for DVR service.
0: Right. Now, in the chat room, they're asking, do you think there's ever going to become a time where we have so many different programs that are just, you know, the, the social networking aspect of it? It's just too much.
1: I do. Um, I mean, there's going to be like 5,000 variants of Twitter. There's going to be, you know, there's, old, there's only so much that you can consume. Like I, I signed up on FriendFeed, and I got, you know, I stopped logging into it just because it was just a, an information overload. I think something like this and something like Last.fm where it's kind of passive, it's doing it for you automatically as you watch content. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really feel like'm I'm, I'm have to actively participate if I want. It's going to aggregate all my content for me, which is kind of what Friendfeed does. But um, you can set up Boxy if I'm watching something, it'll send a tweet out that you know, hey, I'm watching this, uh, I'm watching Heroes, you know, season three, episode five on my boxy, which is pretty
0: cool. Yeah. I I think as long as it's, it's just something there, just in case you want to see what's going on and, 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 and there isn't this implied need to respond to whatever it is that everybody else is doing. I I'm totally cool with that. That's one of the reasons why I like Twitter. I don't feel like, you know, if I, if I get busy all day long and I'm not able to check out What everybody's doing i don't feel this compulsion to to go and read my timeline and see everything i missed for the day i just pick up you know if i I, if i have time i'll look at it and see what people are doing right now and then if i don't then i don't you know and i like that aspect of some of the social media tools so i kind of just like things that just are there if you want to see if you're interested But uh, and and, and I kind of like the things that that tie people together. Uh, I'm a big community person myself. And the cool thing, of course, is that, you know, there are so many different places. There are Twitters. There are Facebooks. There are plurks and Mm -hmm. everything else. And what's really cool is for our community, the people who listen to the gspn.tv podcasts, there is one place that binds them all. And that is, of course, the ability to go to the gspn.tv slash forum. And if you go into the uh, please introduce yourself, then you will have the ability to see all of your friends who are in all of the, you know, that same service.
1: Yeah. Uh, but get, getting back to this boxy thing real quick before we get too far off on a social media, Twitter, we and we can have a whole show about Twitter. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> again, it's it's. It looks really promising. It's alpha. I'm really hoping they, they get the uh, Hulu and, and CBS stuff all shored up because, you know, to me, that's the killer app. If I can get a box on my TV that I can watch Hulu and, and CBS, and, and as people know who have been listening to the show, that's kind of been my holy grail quest is to get that kind of content on my TV whenever I want to. And, you know, I don't want to have to go get a Mac mini or build a box or or do something that, you know, I've got this Apple TV here. I hope to be able to use it the way I want with boxy. My only worry is that it's only got 256 megs of Ram in it and it's only a one gigahertz processor in this Mm. Apple TV. So that could be a a physical limitation that they just can't get it very well. Uh, you know, I, mean, I can kind of watch it on my PlayStation Three, but you know that's besides the point. So I really want to watch it with my Mac.
0: What what is there that you can do with your with your Apple TV that you can't do with a Mac Mini? Uh,
1: nothing. Well, I I don't think you can rent high def movies on it. You might be able to now, though, on on your on your Mac Mini. The the thing is, though, the point of entry on a Mac Mini is five ninety nine. The point of entry on my Apple TV was under two hundred dollars. So gotcha. it's you know one or the other, and Obviously, the lower price is much more appealing, and I should be able to do whatever I want with this thing. That's kind of like the Apple—you know—the the the curse of Apple is they have all this great stuff, but you've got to use it their way, right? And ninety-nine percent of the time, I'm fine with that because it it it, you know gives you a great user experience. But there's that one percent that really just kills me because I can't use it the way I want to. Whereas if I had a Windows machine or if I had a Linux machine. I could do whatever I wanted with it. Like if there was a Linux version of the Apple TV, I could hack that Nine Ways to Sunday, and it would work the way I want. But the trade-off would be the user experience probably wouldn't be as good and as polished as it could be.
0: So you you're you like the boxy because it is actually just bringing new life and new possibilities to a piece of hardware that that had pretty much been walled up.
1: Right. I've got a 40 gig hard drive on the Apple TV. There's only a finite amount of data I can put on it, but with you know, last week we talked about jailbreaking the Apple TV. I now have a 500 gigabyte hard drive that's hanging on the back of the Apple TV, serving up all my content. Now, in hindsight, I probably could have taken the money I spent on the Apple TV and the money I spent on a 500 gig hard drive and bought a little cheap computer and kind of did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have to do that. I kind of like the turnkey based solution, you know, at... I don't know it's I look at it one way and I look at the other way I see both sides and at this point I'm getting to the age now that tinkering I just don't have time to tinker you know what I mean right you know I I don't want to work on my car all the time I just want to get a car that works but I want a car that can drive on any road too exactly Well, that's cool.
0: I'm glad that you're enjoying that and that I know you've been asking for Hulu on your Apple TV forever. And it looks like a, you know, a viable solution is on its way, if not at least a temporary solution that that is at least moving in the right direction.
1: Yep. Uh, I think I think in the next six months, it's going to be awesome. And if not, then I'll I've got a PS3 here. I can figure out something to do with that, too. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you would tinker with it? I would maybe tinker with it. Maybe I should just do a podcast (laughs) called Chris's Quest. And it's all sorts of crazy harebrained things I try to do to make my to make my media and make my technology work the way I want it to. That would be cool.
0: That would be cool.
1: So let's talk
0: about some of the other big news. Of course, there was some huge news in the Mac world, uh, and that is the new MacBooks. I'm going to ask you, Chris, what was your initial reaction to the MacBooks?
1: They, They released new laptops. Yes, they did. (laughs) <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Uh, they're awesome. Okay. Uh, I, I think the the look is great. Uh, I I frankly like the the shiny screens, the the glossy screen. I have one on my MacBook Pro and one on my MacBook, and they're they're both awesome. Unless you know you're behind a wind, you know, there's a window behind you, then it's awful. But as far as the fit and finish, I think the the unibody construction they're using now is awesome. I think the hardware is good. With one exception, and we're both going to agree on this, is the mm-hmm. the lack of FireWire on the MacBook
0: absolutely ridiculous it in fact it was i'm glad they chose to do it on this round of macbooks and if they would have done it a year earlier if they would have done that before i purchased my macbook i would not own a mac i would not be a mac user today
1: yeah i think there's a couple things that are that people are talking about uh one is a lot of the new hd cameras now have usb 2 you know what that's good and and in theory it should be faster than firewire but in reality it's not well, especially firewire 800
0: well whether or not it's there and whether the, the the thing is is these the you know 99% of the cameras out there today do not have USB options to transfer video from your DV camera
1: oh yeah exactly all the consumer based mini DV taped based cameras are all IEEE 1394 or FireWire and someone in our chat room was asking me what FireWire is FireWire was invented by Apple in 1995 uh, it was a, basically a fast way to transmit data you know, from computer to computer or device to computer the advantage that FireWire has over USB 2 is it doesn't require any processor uh, USB 2 t- takes a couple cycles off your CPU when it's transferring data so it slows the system down Right, especially if you have a slow system. If you have a you know a Mac Mini or something, you try to transfer something over, over USB two. You know, I just thought about that. That might be why my Apple TV. Never mind. Um, <laughs> 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 it it, it's, it takes power away to to negate the uh, the communication on the USB. Where FireWire is just dumb. It just kind of does it because it's got its own controller chip. And. Uh, in, in theory, FireWire is slower than USB 2, but it's the whole burst rate that USB has to do versus the constant data rate that FireWire does that FireWire in the end is faster for things like hard drives and transferring large amounts of data.
0: Right, and so basically, and, and for those who are out there and thinking about getting a MacBook, if if you're like me and one of the appeals of Apple is the ability to use like iMovie, or or other video editing software, which I believe is far superior on the Mac side of things. Their 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 video editing suites are are just amazing, uh, mm-hmm. especially with Final Cut Pro, and and you know Final Cut Express. Those are two very amazing pieces of software. And if you have been thinking about getting a Mac, um, the 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 problem is. is your video camera likely is going to need and and it's not just an option but it's going to require that you connect via firewire to transfer the raw footage off of your camera to your computer and right. and what we're telling you here is the brand new MacBook the the brand new MacBook does not have any firewire capabilities whatsoever now the fi- the MacBook Pro does now the price difference, though, is the MacBook Pro is what two thousand
1: dollars. Yeah. And yeah. Now, no, but now here's here's the also the the flip side cliff. Uh, the MacBook, the brand new fancy one, I think starts at thirteen hundred bucks. I just mm-hmm. looked it up. If you're on the if you want to get a Mac and you don't think you're going to be using the laptop portion of it, save yourself a hundred bucks and get an iMac. It's Absolutely. Got, it's got a faster processor. Bigger hard drive? Well, maybe not a bigger hard drive, but about the same size hard drive. But it's going to be a faster hard drive. It's going to have, uh, you know, the super drive. It's going to have the FireWire. It's going to have all those connections. Plus, it's got a twenty-inch screen. So you might as well just get, you know, an, an iMac and call it a day. Yes, that- especially if you're going to be doing video and podcasting and stuff like that, where you think that you're going to be doing a lot of. A uh, big time editing So First off, you're gonna want the bigger screen anyway. You don't want to edit video on a 13 inch screen. No. Nope. You want You don't want to edit images on a 13 inch screen. You want to use that big, nice, juicy screen and a 20 inch. You know, for 1,200 bucks is a great deal.
0: Yeah, iMac is the way to go. It is. It is definitely my recommendation for the switcher. In fact, I, I'm gonna say MacBook, the actual low end introduction end to to the Mac world. I, I'm gonna say all bets are off. No, no way. Do not go MacBook. Um, if if you're gonna go laptop, go MacBook Pro if you can afford it, and if you can't afford it, then I would go iMac, or maybe yeah, no. or maybe even Mac Mini,
1: or the ninety nine dollar uh, MacBook, the, ni- the the what <laughs> the, the Apple's still selling the original white thirteen inch MacBook for nine ninety nine.
0: Oh yeah, nine ninety nine.
1: Okay, I thought you said 999. Yeah, it's That's got like- a two point one gigahertz processor, so it's faster than the, the base model new thirteen inch MacBook. Uh, it's only got a gig of RAM. It's got a hundred twenty gig hard drive. It's got the Intel integrated graphics, but it's got FireWire. And if you're going to be doing a lot of like you know consumer based editing you know the macbook the, the original macbook is still a pretty good deal yeah just now you're not you're not going to game with it you're not going to run final cut with it but i don't think a majority of the people that listen to this show are going to be running final cut right really not
0: Right. but it, but it is an option for those of you who have a video camera and you want to play around with iMovie it, it what it does work perfect for that and some other things so and of course that is exactly the kind of macbook that i have now is is the thirteen inch uh, white MacBook? I'm thinking that those aren't going to stay on the. I I think they just have a whole lot of those left over, and mm-hmm. I think they're just. I I they're not still manufacturing that, are they?
1: Uh, I don't know. I really
0: th- I think that they'll probably. Though I think those will become a
1: discontinued item. Personally, see, Apple's known to run their inventory pretty tight, like two or three weeks out, and that's it. So, really? yeah, I don't know. I I think for the least at least. Through the year, maybe till maybe Mac World, maybe be maybe be <laughs> maybe January, February, coming into March. You know, we may see those phase out. I doubt we're ever going to see FireWire on a MacBook, though. Um, the other thing is, though, there are there is a uh, a standard that's being ratified right now for FireWire over Ethernet or or Twisted Pair is what they're calling it. Okay, Uh, So we might see like Snow Leopard have the ability to use your Ethernet port as a FireWire port. Considering most people who are using laptops at home are on wireless, that could make sense. I could see, uh, you know, you plug its Ethernet to to FireWire, some kind of crazy cable. That'd be kind of
0: cool. Now that would be cool. That would be cool. And if they had some kind of cable where it was Ethernet on one end and DV on the other, you know, with the the Firewire DV end on the other end for your camera, that would be sweet.
1: Yeah. Now, I don't know if that would require some kind of change on the logic board. It might. I don't know. Uh, I just read about that on the other unauthorized Apple weblog that that was being ratified. So Hmm. Steve Steve could be thinking six months down the line because that's just how he is. Yeah very
0: cool. All right. So of course, for those of you who are thinking about getting an iMac, uh, and I, I, I even kind of, I feel weird saying it because somebody in our chat room just bought an iMac, but there are rumors of a faster iMacs coming out here in just a couple weeks or at the very much just a couple months.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely see one January if not sooner. Yeah. And I, I think the MacBook for 1200 bucks is awesome. If but you and I said, you know, if we could go, if we could go and do it all over again, we would probably get iMac. Yeah,
0: there, there's no question. I mean, it, it, it's hands down. I'd I'd love to have an iMac at this point, and and kind of bummed that I have, you know, that I do have this MacBook because I I don't even want to buy software for it anymore because I, I know I want to get it on anything that I have. I want to be able to just throw it into my iMac when I get it. So mm-hmm. anyway. So, you, can um, do, you
1: can always do the uh, the, the transfer. Oh, that's transfer true. That's true. Yeah. I can do that.
0: All right. So uh, I'll tell you what. For those of you who are listening, of course, we want to let you know that there has been this massive renewed focus and commitment to the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. And when I say that, I'm not just... I'm not just saying that and hyping it up. I mean, it is massive. I think there are somewhere between about 300 to 400 people per day on the forum at this point in time. And uh, just consistently new posts. And the help I got a Mac section uh, for all your Mac related questions and stuff like that. It is the happening place right now. And so if you have some questions... Please go to the forum and ask them there because you have a lot of people who are Apple and Mac enthusiasts and they are there answering people's questions. In fact, it's kind of like been like the the experience where you walk into the Apple store and you've got lots of questions of the employees and everybody's answering your questions because people have been asking questions. And then all of a sudden coming back just a couple hours later, it's like, I did it. I went and bought it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really cool to see, and we have, what we're going to do is, with this, I was just like, wow, I'm just scratching my head, looking at all the, all the different conversations, all the questions, it's like, we'll never be without questions now for this, for this show, and so I've got some stuff here in our show notes, and I, for those of you who are joining us live, I'm going to go ahead and enter a, a link here, you can follow along, uh, Chris, we're going to start off with Michaela, who uh, wrote in our forum she says hey guys i can't seem to work out how to get the pictures i have taken on my iphone onto my computer without emailing them to myself i assumed that they would sync to itunes but i realized now that i have to use the let's see i have to use the device as an external camera i've used my normal software to try to get windows xp to recognize it but i've had no luck I can't install it as a new device without going through the wizard that allow that asks you to pick up, pick and make a. or oh, I'm sorry, to pick a make and model, and obviously iPhone is not there. Uh, is there software that I can download from somewhere to help me with this uh, wizard process? Thanks for any suggestions, Michaela. Now,
1: I have a suggestion. Go right ahead. Okay, what I'd recommend doing now, you can you know go to. a start all programs accessories and then you go to the camera scanner wizard don't Mm -hmm. do that you can do that but don't do that it'll just see the apple iphone as a normal digital camera and you can get your pictures that way what i would recommend using is uh, a program called picasa okay and Picasa should see the iphone as a digital camera whenever you plug in you know whenever you plug the iphone up and launch Picasso and say hey i found a camera you want me to transfer these photos from it say yes and it should it should do it i'm not saying it will but it should gotcha but, and and, and, and is just a great piece of software to kind of organize your photos and stuff like that it's kind of like iPhoto i know cliff's not a huge iPhoto fan uh but if you want something that's that's just simple organizes your photos lets you you know send them to snapfish or, or whatever to make prints uh is a really nice program from google and it's free
0: Awesome, and that is Picasso. Do you know how to spell Picasso? P I C A S S A.
1: I think it's P I C A S A. And also, it supports something called Picasso Web, which uh, is kind of like Flickr. It's from Google, and you can upload your photos to Picasso Web, and people can look at them and do all sorts of cool stuff with them.
0: Cool. Um, all right, I just put that information in that thread in the forum, so she'll see that as an option as well. And also mentioned that we talked about it in more detail here. See, this is the forum, my, my friends. You have to check it out: gspn.tv/forum. Awesome way to get answers. Uh, Chris K has been uh, writing around, uh, writing like crazy, all his questions. So, do you want to ask his question or read his question for us?
1: Sure. Uh, my current PC is about five years old, so it's getting to be time to th- it's getting time to think about purchasing a newer computer. I'm seriously considering buying an iMac, and would appreciate any help from the experts here. Uh, the first question is: Is it worth the extra money to buy the 24-inch screen as opposed to the 20-inch? I don't have an issue waiting a month or two to buy a larger screen if it's worth the extra money. <clears throat> I would, let's take these one at a time. Sure. I would say if you want to get a bigger screen, do it. I mean, you're going to use it, and it's a faster processor, more hard drive space, better, I think it's a better video card too. So I would say if you can afford it, if you can wait a couple weeks or a month or so, get the bigger one. Right. You know, buy, a general rule of computers as far as I'm concerned is, Buy as what you can afford. Buy the best that you can afford, and then it'll it, the long tail will be will be much longer. The, the better computer you buy,
0: yeah. And and I thought you know that was my first inclination as well. If you can afford it, by all means, go for it. But there, you know, in the forum, there a bunch of people responded to this one, and uh, some other people said, you know what? One of the things you have to be concerned about is your desk space. And, and it, it, even in the store, it's kind of hard to get the right perspective. But when you look at the thing, the 24 inches, huge. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's massive. And so it, now, what's,
1: what's funny though, is the actual footprint on your desk, the actual physical space that it sits in. Is the same size, right? But but the but the the air that it takes up up from your desk is a yes, lot bigger.
0: Yes, that's what we're talking about. It, it it just it it it's a massive thing. Of course, I think one of my my suggestion is by golly, it, it it's a in my opinion, it's a replacement for a television. Uh, oh it,
1: yeah, you could you could throw Boxy on there. I mean, um um run Front Row, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Quick side uh, note: I'm not I'm not getting paid by Boxy. <laughs> no doubt. So, they should be paying me, but they're not.
0: They should be. <laughs> So anyway, I, I think I think it's awesome. However, you know, if you if you really think about it, you probably could get by with the twenty inch. And how much money do you save between the twenty and the twenty four? Isn't it like a couple hundred bucks? Like yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it it's a pretty big premium. Um, there are two things that I would suggest that instead of getting the twenty four inch, uh, one would be to either upgrade your RAM. Just go crazy on the RAM. And, and just stick with the 20 inch or um, go, instead of going to 24 inch, get, grab yourself, not people are going to hate that I say this, but go out and grab yourself a 19 inch flat panel LCD, you know, monitor for 300 and some odd dollars and, and put that baby right next to your, your brand new iMac and you got yourself a, a good system there.
1: Now the, the the base model 24 inch does come with a 2.8 gigahertz core two to a two gigs of ram, a 320 gig hard drive and a 256 meg video card. So it is a better video card, more hard drive, more ram. So there's a trade off there. If you wanted to you know buy the 20 inch, then down the line you think ah you know what I could probably use an extra 100 gig, or I could have used an extra gig of ram. Now RAM's cheap, but you know video ram if you want to run games and stuff like that in Windows. You know it, it might be worth it to spend the extra money plus you get the bigger display, too. Very cool. What's the second question? Uh, let me switch back here. The second question is Is there a way to play Windows based games on it? There you go. Does it run software such as Photoshop Elements 6 or how does it run? Um, either one of these machines are going to run Photoshop Elements just fine. Mm hmm. They, you know, they Adobe's got a version made for the in, for the Intel processor, for the, for the Mac, and uh, it's universal binary, so it works for both the PowerPC and the Intel. Works just fine. And there is a way to play Windows games based on it. Uh, on it, you can use something called Boot Camp, mm-hmm. which comes with every Mac. And what it does is when you restart your computer, you can have a choice of running either Windows or running the Macintosh. And the reason you want to do that as opposed to something like Parallels or VMware, which lets you run Windows inside the Mac environment, is that when you use Bootcamp, you get the full power of the video card and the processor. And it's not, it's not running two things at once, two big, heavy things at once. It's just running Windows all by itself so you can play Windows games on it. You can play those big, memory-intensive, system-intensive games with it. Gotcha. And the third question is: I know that viruses and spyware are written for Windows, but is it necessary to get antivirus and anti-spyware for the Mac? If so, are there good free security software for the Mac, such as AVG, for example, on Windows? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get you can get some some antivirus programs, but really, after seven years of OS X being out, there is not a single virus or single piece of spyware or malware in the wild for it right now. Uh, all those programs that some people have written programs, but they don't install automatically. You have to actually click on them, and you have to put in your password. So there's nothing that could be, could, be, could be considered like a virus or a Trojan or anything like that that runs without your knowledge. Right. Uh, with saying that, if you're running Windows on your, on your Mac... The Windows side should have some kind of antivirus or anti-spyware on it like AVG or or Nod32 or something like that. Um, if you want to protect your Mac, you can get an open source uh, virus program called Clamav or Clam A V. Uh, it's not the greatest, but it's it's what Apple uses on OS 10 server to scan incoming email for viruses. So you can use that. It's called Clam C-L-A-M-A-V. Uh, and that would be the one you want to use if, if you run want to run it. I haven't been running a virus program since I've had OS X, and I'm just fine. Yeah, and the final question was, how reliable are they?
0: Extremely.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the Mac OS is solid, I will say. Uh, now, it's not to say that you'll never have a, a spinning beach ball, which is the equivalent, in my mind, as a blue screen of death. I mean, and, and so... You know what, though?
1: Mostly, though, like, let's say, you know, Safari or Firefox or whatever, uh, Beach Balls, which um, Beach Ball means, you know, it's running a process and it's been hung up and it can't get through that. Most of the time, I'm not going to say every time, but most of the time you can click on your desktop and the, the Beach Ball will turn into a mouse and you can force quit the application, mm-hmm. which won't bring down your system.
0: Yeah. In fact, uh, if if you ever encounter that problem, you can actually click up on the right left or the top left hand corner where the Mm -hmm. Apple symbol is and scroll down to force quick and any of your applications that are open that can be quit that way will be listed there. You just choose it and then it'll automatically close that down for you as well.
1: Yeah. Most of the time you can run, you can actually relaunch that app and it'll run just fine.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, right i mean and the only issue i've had is is occasionally you just run into something and and you might have to reboot your system that it's very rare
1: very rare um yeah and what's what's cool i can't speak for windows because i really never had a windows laptop you know with like xp or vista or anything on it but on a mac you can put your your mac to sleep you can hibernate it and it comes back just fine. Mm-hmm. And when I used to run Windows even on desktops, I would try to hibernate my desktop. Yeah. And it never really worked quite the way that I thought it should work. And on a Mac, it just you just close the lid, you just hit the power button, you know, just tap the power button on a desktop and your system goes to sleep and it it comes back just fine. Yes. So I would say get it and and love it and let us know how you like it.
0: All right. In fact, I think we'll see uh, Chris asks... Actually, let's go ahead and finish up some Chris questions. Uh, He says, if we scroll down, it says, can you upgrade an iMac? If I I wanted to add uh, more memory or if I wanted a better graphics card at some point, can I do it easily myself or do I have to have Apple do it? And then Corelle answered. uh, She says, "Yes, yes on memory, no on graphics cards. The only mac user swass, swappable graphics card is the actual mac pro not macbook pro but the mac pro and she she says the one mac to rule them all
1: yeah <laughs> that's the that's the big dog you can put four hard drives into a mac pro and have them run in a rage which is amazing um but yeah the 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 graphics card is built into the logic board on the imac and there's no way to upgrade it so again that's could be a compelling reason on why to get the 24 is that you're you're already ahead of the game if you get one with 256 megs or 512 megs of RAM.
0: cool and then the next question that chris asked this is all by the way this is all within like 24 hours by the way um <laughs> looking at hard drive sizes while even the smallest drive on the 2.4 gigahertz machine is about the size of my current drive that i am nowhere near feeling after five years can you still use external hard drive with the imac
1: Yes, you get a you can get a FireWire hard drive, which are awesome. Yes, and and yeah, you can get hard drives at Best Buy or whatever or Apple Store. They're they're relatively inexpensive now. I got this 500 gig hard drive uh, that's got FireWire 800, 400 uh, external SATA, USB 2. Uh, it makes fries and uh, it dispenses uh, cold uh, Coca Cola out of it too. And it was 120 bucks. So.
0: <laughs> Dispenses Coca Cola. Is any is there any in, is there any advantage to buying your iMac at the Apple Store versus Best Buy?
1: Yes. Why? Uh, Tell me. I, I used to work at Best Buy. I'm not going to knock them. I like them. Yeah. I, you know, i bought my big screen from Best Buy, and I bought this hardware I just talked about from Best Buy. Best Buy is good people. Now, saying that. Uh, they're probably not as versed on Apple hardware as they, as they could be. And they've also got something called the Geek Squad. And they've also got something called the Best Buy Protection Plan. Those things they're going to try to put on you, even if you have a Mac. They want to tack on that, that Best Buy warranty, and they want to tack on a lot of services that they want you to pay for through the Geek Squad. If you go to the Apple store, you get... Uh, you can reserve time with an Apple store employee to go over the machine for you for an hour. Doesn't cost you anything. They can walk you through it before you purchase it. Uh, the other thing is Apple Care. Uh, you can get that straight from Apple and it's you anytime you have a problem, you go up to the app the genius bar and the geniuses can take care of your problem for you. Uh, the other thing is the Apple people are super knowledgeable on Apple since they're Apple employees. I, I would say for me, I think it would be a better experience if you go to the Apple store. Uh, Best buys probably may be more convenient for someone because it's closer. But if you know if the, the Apple store is an extra 10 miles away, I would say go to the Apple store.
0: Right. So what? basically one of the things that we're going to find out here shortly uh, is that he actually ended up buying it and uh, he did go to Best Buy. The hopefully you didn't buy the extended warranty plan from them because you even though you buy it at Apple you can still get Apple Care which is the is the brand of uh, it's the warranty that Apple
1: sells you. Yeah, you can you can get that within the first year of of, your, of buying your Mac.
0: And I do suggest getting it. Um, and if you're good at memory and remembering things, I suggest getting it right around you know that ninth <laughs> ninth tenth eleventh month or whatever.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you that the cost on Apple care i think for the imac is 199 and as some readers know i used to be a mac genius for apple and i can see a logic board repair for an imac out of warranty is about 700 dollars just for the logic board itself and then an additional 200 dollars for labor so yeah for almost the cost of an imac you can you know it'll be repaired so i i would say because your labor is going to be at least at the, the price of apple care if not twice as much
0: yep Yep, absolutely. So definitely get that. But the cool thing is, is that he got those Best Buy rewards points.
1: Mm, well, you know, then you can buy like a Blu-ray player or something.
0: Exactly. So anyway. All right. And uh, he asked a bunch of other questions. Go over to Help I Got a Mac. You can ask your questions. You can see the other questions that he asked. Although I do want to just uh, wrap up Chris K's coverage here in the Help I Got a Mac podcast <laughs> by saying, oh, by the way, Chris is a brand new Plus member, too. So thank you for that.
1: This case um, kind of like our Joe the plumber.
0: He is. <laughs> hey now, no political stuff here. Anyway, <laughs> that's,
1: all, that's all I'm going to say with it. That's it. That's thank
0: it. you. All right, this is the first <laughs> post that I'm making as an iMac user, and I am loving it so far. I just realized that I need to get used to it. For instance, when I have uh, when I go to close a window, I still automatically move to the upper right hand part of the screen. Uh, But I'm getting the hang of it and downloading. I figured out how to set up my mail. Right now, I am rocking Firefox. This is such a simple thing, but I love the keyboard on this thing. I am at the point now where I don't know uh, what I don't know yet, laughing out loud. Uh, Thanks for all your help and advice. So basically, we took somebody who was thinking about getting a Mac, gave him all the answers, and encouraged him about how awesome they are. And he went out and bought one within 24 hours of his first post. How awesome is that?
1: It is awesome.
0: So anyway, uh, one of the things that I told Chris, and I I, he, I responded to this one myself in the forum, I said, listen, this is awesome. I think, number one, Firefox is the best thing that ever happened for the Mac switcher because when you get on the Mac for the very first time, it does feel weird. Um, it, it, you're, you're using Control-X, C, and V instead of... I'm sorry, you're using command instead of control. Uh, you're, you've got a backspace that says delete, but it's not a delete key unless you hold the function button down. I mean, it, it, there's only one mouse button, and now there's actually zero. I mean, it takes a, <laughs> it, it, it takes a little bit of getting used to, and and what's really awesome is. I think there are two things. I think Firefox helps you because you're if you used it on the PC, it looks almost identical on the Mac and it functions the same way. Um, a lot of the, even the plugins that worked with your Firefox on the PC work with your Mac. Uh, not all of them, but it, it it just helps the experience go by a little bit more smoothly. And I will tell you right now, though, and this is a, this is important for those of you who are thinking about switching. I would no, I would have taken my Mac back or I would have sold it on eBay about 30 days into my into my new Mac user experience if I did not have people like Chris Biting or, or Robert Johnson there for me. Because I will tell you, there was a point in time I was ready to throw the piece of plastic out the door.
1: Yeah, see, I didn't have that, man. When I switched to it in 2001, it was two, yeah, it was 2001. I didn't have anything, man. It was it, it was my sole determination to have a Mac so I could have an uh, an iPod, and back then iPods only worked on, on Macs. So I, I had to. I remember getting my iMac from eBay. It was a uh, a Bondi was it Bondi blue? I think yeah. Uh, iMac and yeah, it was cool. tough. I, there, there were there were times where I hated it chef
0: mark says that he you have to give up control when you switch to a mac and <laughs> you know there is a little truth to that there is a little truth to that but i i will say that things things must have changed a lot since the the intel Macs came around and and just the just the peace of mind knowing that you can throw a windows xp on there is 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 bliss
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right So I'll tell you what, we have tons more to share, but honestly, I think we're, we're already running at 48 minutes. I'm going to leave a lot of these other questions, uh, here for the next episode of help. I got a Mac and uh,
1: real quick. Is is any cool new iPhone applications that you've that you found that you're that you're loving? We haven't talked about iPhone tonight. No, and we not We know haven't. people love when when we talk about iPhone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I haven't got any new applications that I've been playing with. Have I? Unless are you are you feeding me a question here?
1: No. Okay. Uh, let <laughs> you me- know, I, I have. Uh, let's see. Let me look under my my applications here. There is a really cool app that just came out like a day or two ago uh it's free and it's a game and let me find it here I, know I downloaded it on my laptop here it's called maze finger maze finger yeah it's uh i can't really describe it you got to run your finger through a maze in a certain amount of time it's got really obnoxious sounds and it's just over the top but it's really fun and it's free and uh there's another program that just came out from the same developers um i think it's called topple maybe Okay. Top, topple. Uh, it's ninety nine cents. Looks absolutely amazing. As far as like, it's kind of like Tetris, but you can't really. The the goal is to stack the pieces, but not have them topple over. Hmm. And it's pretty cool. And the pieces have like this weird art style to them. And uh, for ninety nine cents, it's it you know it looks pretty cool.
0: I'll have to take a look at that. I'll tell you, there is one other thing that I do want to cover since since the Mac stuff is so so new. Do you think we sure. could go through really quickly and and cover the specs of the new uh, MacBooks? As, yes. So let, let's start out with your base. Let's say the 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 MacBook without FireWire, the totally useless one. <laughs> let's start with that one, the one that I suggest nobody
1: buy. <laughs> It's twelve ninety nine. All right, and it comes with a two point uh, gigahertz Core two Duo. Is that fast enough? You think? It's 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 the chip that's in yours right now. I think.
0: Oh well, then Maybe. I will tell you it's it's pretty decent. Uh, I wish I had a faster one, but but you know what? For a thirteen inch little tiny laptop that I carry around with me, it it, it it's got some it's got some beef to it.
1: Yeah, and it's it. I, I've got a two gigahertz Core Duo. I've got the original MacBook, and it's fine. I mean, it does everything that you know Emily and I wanted to do. It's got two gigs of RAM, which is fine.
0: Two gigs is perfect as far as a starting point.
1: That's, yeah, it's a sweet spot. You don't want to get anything less than that. If you were gonna be,
0: 160- if you're going to be editing video, you'd want to upgrade it. But uh, guess what? No, no, no go on this one.
1: You know what? I I have two gigs on on my laptop, on my work laptop, and I still edit video. It's not, it takes a while to render, but it's doable. I'm I'm just saying
0: because there's no FireWire.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's got a 160 gig hard drive. Now the MacBook and the MacBook Pro, as far as their hard drives, hard, eh, as far as their hard drives are concerned, very, very super easy to replace the hard drive. So if you're going to get any of these new laptops, I would say get the smallest hard drive you can, and then go to like Newegg or or Directron or, or one of the sites like Amazon or whatever, and buy your own hard drive and, and upgrade it. It's 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 seriously remove the battery, pull up, remove hard drive. That's it.
0: Now, of course, the new hard drive is not going to have anything on it. So, is is it? Do you have to format it? it ha-
1: you would you would pop in your restore disk and hold down the C key when you restart it. There you go. Very cool. All yeah. right. So, uh the uh, the next one up is two point four gigahertz, a little bit faster.
0: Is this MacBook still, or MacBook Pro?
1: Still MacBook. Okay. Uh the for for sixteen hundred bucks you get uh, a faster processor, a two hundred fifty gig hard drive. And that's about it, so. and and no FireWire, and <laughs> still no FireWire. Okay,
0: just wanted to make that clear. Now the other thing is, we'll we'll move on to the MacBook Pro. Though the one thing I want to say that they did, and, and I think they did it on both of them, we haven't mentioned this yet, but the the little video adapter for the external video they changed on all the whole entire line, didn't they?
1: They did. Now it's something called DisplayPort, I believe, which is actually an open standard. So it's not anything that Apple created or anything like that. They're not, they're not trying to push some kind of proprietary something or other. This is a brand new standard that's, that's going to be kind of be normal now.
0: Well, that, I guess that's good. The only thing is, is you know, here I am with a uh, MacBook, and I went and purchased, you know, a couple display cables, uh, one to VGA and one to DVI, and, and
1: I got one for S-Video. And, and well, what's cool about this is, is it, it's bidirectional, directional so it also supports usb and it supports the firewire and it supports power and it it's you know it it does a whole lot that one little port does a lot of stuff
0: well then i'm not nearly as upset about that as i thought i
1: was then well, well what's cool is with these new macbooks if you get the new display that they released uh, it's got a magsafe adapter built into it so you you plug your you just take your laptop you keep your power adapter in your laptop bag you go to your display. The display's got the power for your laptop, and then it's got this one port. And then you can it'll power the the eyesight. It'll it'll uh, put the USB ports on it for you. It, it does everything just through that one one plug, which is pretty sweet.
0: That's cool. Let, let's talk about the MacBook Pro. And before you give us the specs on it, I want to say that I went in and I uh, I went into the Apple Store in Kenwood and held on to a couple of these and played around with them. There was one MacBook Pro in the store. And I don't know if this is I, I didn't get a chance to play with other ones because I mean there were people in line to to take a look at these things. But the screen was so heavy on the one I was on, it and it was the the bevel I guess was loose. And if, if I when I held the MacBook Pro up in the air and I leaned it towards me, the screen kind of came crashing towards me and when i leaned hmm. it back the other way it kind of just on its own leaned back the other way i don't know if that's the if if that's something that's on all the macbook pros if maybe the aluminum uh behind that and the glass and everything is just too heavy uh but i, I would I, I will tell you i w- there's no way i would have bought a macbook pro if if they're all like the one i held
1: it, i i'm sure that was some there someone probably janked it up or something yeah, I, I would
0: assume so. I can't imagine Apple would let that one go by.
1: No, see, that, that, yeah, and that would be a complaint you'd hear across the board. And so far, I haven't heard anybody other than you say that. So I'm assuming that that, that was one of those weird
0: Yeah, instances. it probably just needed to be tightened up or something. And, and not to mention it was out on display. I'm sure that people have been playing around with it.
1: All right, so give us some
0: uh, specs on this, baby.
1: Sure, the new one uh, starts at $2,000. It's got a 2.4 gigahertz processor, uh, 2 gigs of RAM, 250 gig hard drive. Now, the interesting thing with the Mac Pros is the video card situation. It's got two video cards in it. Two? It's got, yeah, it's got an integrated NVIDIA GeForce 9400. It built into the motherboard, which already offers like 55% more p- performance than the Intel. But then it's also got the brand new 9600 Ah uh, Nvidia card with either two hundred and fifty six megs of dedicated memory or five twelve. And what's cool is if if you want longer battery life or you have it unplugged, it'll switch over to the integrated video card, and when you have it plugged in or you want better performance, it'll switch over to the dedicated video card Sweet. now there there is talk. Uh, Through a software update or whatever, that these are going to be able to be SLI'd, which means they're going to be able to be—you can bond both of these video cards together to make a super ninja Voltron video card that'll that'll suck the battery life out, but it'll give you a super awesome performance.
0: That is cool. That is cool. the The new MacBook Pro, I think, if if there's anything to get excited about, it would be the new MacBook Pro. Uh, it, it's really the only new thing that I think would be worth getting at this point I uh, personally not gonna recommend the the macbook not it not the two gigahertz or the 2.4 um, but MacBook pro is looking pretty nice and also the IMAX um, the only thing there is is that the rumors are, are coming that you know some new ones may come out with a little bit more beef to them so so stay tuned we' we'll, we'll bring you more news and updates when we know more yep All righty, Chris, thank you once again for another excellent episode of Help I Got a Mac. Uh, We'll be back next week. Of course, this episode has been for Plus members only. We want to say special thank you to all of you guys out there that are Plus members and gals as well. Uh, And of course, if you happen to have purchased this episode for a dollar because they are available for purchase uh, individually, uh, we'd ask that you consider uh, taking a look at some of our other shows and see if you can't find... Uh, the value in membership. And, of course, we want to invite everybody. If you haven't been there in a while or uh, if you've never been there, go to gspn.tv slash forum. I'm telling you that we haven't even scratched the surface of all the content that I pulled out of the forum just for this show. And we've got enough to carry us through for a while. So we'll be in the forums, right? Yep. All right, folks. That's it. Anything else, Chris, you want to say before we head out?
1: i think uh no i don't
0: (laughs) all right folks we're out of here you have a good one and we'll talk to you later